The Blood of Olympus, Chapter 13, Nico. The last thing Nico heard was Coach Hedge grumbling, well, this isn't good. He wondered what he'd done wrong this time. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ava, Neve, how are we? Uh, been better. I okay, so I don't have COVID. I'm fine, to my knowledge. Um, but I got close contacted. Um, because and this is like public knowledge. This person posted it on their Instagram story, so I'm not doxing anyone. Someone like in my comedy group has it, and we like just had a rehearsal. Um, and so I'm like, oh boy. And so now I am masking in my own apartment and also everywhere for the next few days. Um, but it's fine. I have like no symptoms. I'm just, I'm chilling. I'm good. Today has tested me (laughs) in ways that I cannot even believe, but it's almost over. been a very long day of like problem after problem for some reason um but it's fine because hopefully now for the rest of the week I won't have to deal with any they just all decided to come to me today um and that's okay so maybe you're knocking them all out in one week yeah (laughs) it's just efficiency you know how are you Brayden um I'm all right I Got a lot done today, so that was good. I finished writing my show that I've been working on. Um, and I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once in theaters uh, for a second time because they did a like limited re-release and I wanted to see it again. And I know it's on Amazon, but I wanted to see it on uh, the big screen again. I'd already seen it on the big screen once. But I wanted it again. Um, And it was just as good, if not even better, the second time. And I will be very angry if it loses um, the Oscar. Um, Also, the X-Men vote started today. Um, So so I did do it because it's about to be Brayden's birthday. So we have to we had to vote but what exactly are we what what is that vote for i literally couldn't anything you tweeted about it or anything that you quote tweeted is just like it's a vote Um, (laughs) like it never gets into like why a vote okay so there's a couple pieces to this one you may have seen this online that um the past two years they've done a hellfire gala which is um like the met gala in the X-Men books, which is basically just like a special annual um, comic that like basically all the different illustrators get to like design like outfits for for um, all of the X-Men characters and all most of the Marvel characters now. Um, and it's like an event. So like it's a 
like the Met Gala in the Marvel universe, but it's also like an event comic. But also at the Hellfire Gala, they announced the that year's new X-Men team. Um, and so every the past couple years, they've done a vote where they give you options and you vote who the next members of that team are going to be. So like the audience pick like or the fans are able to pick like their favorite X-Men and like you get stories written about them for the next year. Um, so uh, I voted for Prodigy and I asked all of my friends and family to vote <laughs> because my birthday is this weekend <laughs> um, to vote for Prodigy and the X-Men vote. Um, although the X-Men lineup right now or options are great um and i'll be happy with most of them but i just love my boy prodigy um so yeah he seems like a real one i'm so behind on x-men lore i only kind of know like a couple generations the the um reason the thing that you'll you would know prodigy as is so and Neve, you also watch WandaVision, so you so you have a frame of reference. Um, so Wiccan and Speed, right, are Wanda's kids. Yeah. Prodigy is Speed's boyfriend. Okay, 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 okay. That's what I thought. I, I was like, I know you've talked about Prodigy before, and I know one of her kids is gay, which is great. Both <laughs> of her kids are gay, actually. No. One of them is gay and one of them is bad. So Wiccan and Hulk, Hulkling are like the most famous pretty much LGBT couple in Marvel comics. Um, so but his brother is also a little uh, gay and he's dating Prodigy, um, who's Aww. an X-Men character. That's so sweet. Okay, then I'm glad I cast my vote correctly. Mm. So and funny. with that, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. <laughs> This week, we're also discussing someone gay, Nico, uh, (laughs) as we discuss the Blood of Olympus chapters 13 through 16 through the theme of paternity. Um, And with that, it is my turn to summarize. (gasps) Gaz. Egad. Should I time? I can time. You enjoy it so much. You enjoy timing him so much. I have had a long day, so I'm very excited to say that your time (laughs) starts. I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. So nervous now. Oh, oh, that was part of it. Shit. Okay. Um, (laughs) Nico, there at the Temple of Diana, he sleep for ever camp half-blood helios cabin not helios hypnos um war council will solace he's really pretty and we talk about him for a long time for some reason um then nico meets his dad and after and his dad doesn't actually really say anything that helpful but um he finds out orion is chasing him and uh there's werewolves and the werewolves try to eat them, but Nico makes the skeletons come out of all the ground and they get away. Still got three seconds, man. Oh, three, two, one. Yeah, now it's over. That was pretty good. Thank you. 
I thought so. Even yeah. and I was like so ready for you to run out of time and be like, "Wow, you talked about Nico's <laughs> dreaming about <laughs> for so long, but you still managed to fit it all in there." Thank you. It's it helps that there were technically a lot of plot points, but not a lot of happening within them. No, this yeah, was a real, true. This was a real weird set of chapters, but we'll get into it. Yeah, um, I liked them though. I did too. It was nice to have a. Uh, Nico POV. Yeah, I missed him. Um, what songs did we bring? One second. I have to. Oh, um, so this is kind of an on the spot change, but I actually feel very confident about this. It's been stuck in my head all day, but I think it really applies to like how Nico sees Percy. Maroon by Taylor Swift. Oh, nice. Mm. I haven't also, I haven't chosen Taylor in a while, so I figured it bring yeah. her back a little. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've honored Miss Swift on the podcast. Um... I uh I was I'm gonna go with no I was thought I would make the de- I thought I would make the decision for myself. I've I made my decision. I was deciding between two, but I've now made my decision. So do you want me to go first? You can go first. Yeah. Okay. It's Fall Out Boy's new song. It's Love from the Other Side. Guys, listen to the song if you haven't, because it's actually really good. And most of Fall Out Boys recently has been Floptina. So I'm really glad that this isn't Floptina. It's very good. Um, but literally when I first listened to this song and heard the lyrics, I was like, this is such a Nico song. So I've been waiting for a Nico POV to like show up so that we could so I can talk about this song. Um but um, I think it's just the line, every lover's got a little dagger in their hand. Like, oh, what a great line in general. But like, just just Nico in general fits this song so well. Um, but also, I, it also just kind of feels like whatever the, the weird dreamscape that he goes through sounds like. You know, it's like weird, sort of classical, but also punk rock feels like whatever he whenever whatever nico's doing when he's shadow like shadow travels feels like this is the soundtrack so that is now i have to listen to it because that lyric is cool i like it it's a good song and i'm so glad their last album was bad (laughs) and panic at the disco has been bad and i was like what we gotta start serving guys (laughs) we can't keep doing this to me um all right i have made my decision um I'm gonna go with uh, "Poet" by Bastille. Oh, ouch! Using Bastille for Nico is like what that hurts, right? It just—I haven't thought about it in a really long time, too. It feels very like I—I don't know, encapsulatory. (laughs) Uh, I—I—that's not a real word. Word I know. No, but, but it makes sense. It, no, yeah, I know what you mean. It feels kind of both like um, Nico's crush on Percy because we dive into that a little bit more 
in these chapters and like de- like literally how it influenced his life um but also in like a good looking forward way it also like it like represents what he has in a more reciprocal way later with will t and Beth, I, I cannot wait to get to them what were our favorite parts of of this scene um because we're already on this topic will ah there he is i i mean love them i like i haven't gotten any like will solis content pretty much at all just because i haven't read this book before um i also don't know if there's any other place for them content than where it would be um Unless I'm just like missing something entirely. Um, but I already like him. But maybe it's because like we have the same dad, <laughs> LOL. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I immediately was like, you're a good one. You're a good one. You're a real one. And I remembered the lore about him and Nico. And I was like, that's adorable. Um, because Sun and Moon are so cute. I love. So they're just like the epitome of sun and moon boyfriends trope um quite literally yes quite literally um and i love them so much and i will say so obvious rick what he is writing where he like this is the first time we're meeting this character but it's just such a heavy-handed way to be like this character will be important um is like we just spent so long describing this one one dude in an arguably pretty important conversation like you know like generally you know like, really they, big room one of the first like glimpses back to camp half flood we've gotten in a really long time <laughs> nico's like this one's cute <laughs> like, we're like oh nico please stay on topic what are they doing are they okay <laughs> so um yeah well, any other favorite moments? I'm going to say conversation with Hades written beautifully. And for so good. What? And for what? I'm actually going to, I literally like circled quotes because <laughs> I was like, damn, this is a well-written section. I agree. It was beautiful. And for what to consider, like it was, didn't really move the story forward. No, but like, wow. Um, I loved it. The section, indeed, Hades says, but there is more. Your sister, Hades faltered. As always, the subject of Bianca lay between them like a loaded gun. Deadly, easy to reach, impossible to ignore. I mean, your other sister, Hazel. Woo! Why is that so good? <laughs> like, I was I literally know. reading it like, this has no right. There's just, like, for some reason, so much nuance in this conversation. So and, like, good. poetic. Like, Nico's inner... Uh, narrative is just very poetic mm-hmm. yeah the section where it's like like you and i rose to the aid of olympus because you convinced me to let go of my anger i would encourage you to like to do likewise my children are so rarely happy i would like to see you be an exception oh my god why is this so well written it was so sweet i really like hades like in this book like of all the gods i think he's one of the better ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I love, I, I agree. I love seeing him. An excellent I, conversation. Yeah, it really was. Um, I also like, I loved having Nico and Reina interact like from a, another POV. I thought that was cool. Um, but that's pretty self-explanatory. But one of the other main things I loved return of the queen Miss Girl Clarice. Yeah. Some content again. <gasps> I missed her. I love her. She is so clearly so scared. Um, yeah. But, and taking it out on people, but who cares? I love her. So, yeah, all of her, it, it's definitely like framed that she's like being overreactive, but it's like, guys, we have to remember what's happening right now. <laughs> Like, like that's how like the book wants us to think. It's like, oh my god, Clarice is so like not trusting Annabeth, and it's like I don't think that. I think it's like pretty dire situation, guys. I think she's okay mm-hmm. to be like, let's not trust the first plan we had. But now nah, she's being a queen. I love her. Yeah, she's being reasonable. She's thinking ahead. Truly, no problems, no qualms. Mm-hmm. chapters even if i don't really think they move the story forward i like don't care i think that it was a necessary little like flash to see like it what's was. happening there because it had just been like a really long time since we checked in you know it, it was yeah yeah i agree it was it did a lot of necessary like work to fill in that story um even though there wasn't like a main event of the chapters. Yeah. Also, um, like sometimes I just like reading for fun. Like I don't super always care about the structure. I'm like, I'll just, I love like character driven things. Like sometimes as a break, like I'm a big action person, but that's mostly in movies. Like with books, I love a good like, character and detail and just like things happening for not particularly a great reason like book or chapter like I love Pride and Prejudice like I love like all the Jane Austen things that are so about so much more about character than like quest or plot or something so I honestly didn't mind I was like I don't care it's just it's still fun yeah I mean I I would agree with that mostly the only part for me that I was like this this breaks me from the world a little bit was that like Hades didn't really have a reason to talk to him. Yeah. It was a great conversation. And but it why was, was it like, so good then? So so odd. No, it was great. He just didn't like tell Nico anything. He was like, Nico was like, we heard one of us is gonna die. And Hades is like, yep. <laughs> and then Nico's like, all right, who's it gonna be? And Hades is like, oh, fucking bye now. It's like, you definitely can know. And well, his advice is literally just like, I don't know, King, but you just gotta let death happen sometimes. It's like so I, scary for some reason. I will say, I really liked that though. Oh, yeah. I liked that. I mean, one of the main emphases of this these chapters is that, uh, no one can tell the future anymore, which raises the stakes for this last book really well. And I liked establishing that part of it is like Hades' power is Hades doesn't like have like death powers. He's the king of the underworld. He's the ruler of the dead, but he's not like 
I know when you're all going to die. He's not the fates. He's not a prophetic uh, person. That's not really what he's about. And I liked that detail. Um, the, but that and how that interacted with him and and Nico in his like the I I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I can tell you there will be a room for you here if you if you are one who dies. Yeah. I think that's that's a good time to take a break so we can dive into that conversation even more uh, with our theme. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right paternity Uh, i mean the obvious first we can just keep talking about the uh, conversation (laughs) um what are what are our thoughts on like how the father-son relationship has developed over the course of these books i thought it was a really good callback to the last olympian and i'll take any excuse to talk about the last olympian Um, But it was just, like, a very interesting way to, like, because Hades is just such a distinctly different character in his first appearance in this book than, like, the last time we saw him. Not that he was ever, I feel like we talked in the episodes where we, like, had Hades as, like, a, a main player in chapters where it's, like, he never really was, like, like, really evil, you know? Like, I feel like he was, he was never, like, like what you would stereotypically think of him as, but he just seems like so much more like at peace, which is very interesting and like respectful. Yeah. And like attributes that in these chapters to Nico, like Nico's persistence and like strength during the last Olympian, which is such an interesting dynamic to see in like a parent child relationship especially like a godly parent (laughs) it's like you really taught me a lot little kid (laughs) as an immortal being (laughs) you know it is like night refreshing to see a like we learn from each other kind of arc uh because like especially with the gods who are ever present never changing like on omnipotent beings that's like the nature of what a god is but to for a mortal to change a god and to change how that god like like not even just like one behavior that that change in hades kind of shifts 
his worldview again is like such a testament to Nico as a person and also a testament to Hades as a father that is like willing to learn and grow. And that's, that's why I particularly like this because of Nico's queerness. The narrative of like a father who doesn't really understand their kid. They have a lot of problems. They're struggling. They're trying to make it work, but they don't really get along or see eye to eye or agree on on what they are do the others doing or believing in but then to see like a father of a queer child not really uh, understands them at first but then learn to understand them and not only understand them but like let that be a change in themselves and they like become a better person for having had that child it's really beautiful and i don't i don't know if rick intended this in this conversation but that's what really comes through to me even though it's not like nico has like a coming out scene with his dad no but, but they reference it a little it, it, yeah they do and it's a coming oh, but i'll try and find it but it's like it's more of a coming to understanding scene yeah, yeah. No, it there he does like allude to it just in like the smallest way, basically being like, never have I been so harassed by one of my sons. Percy this, Percy that, I nearly blasted you to cinders. And Nico being like, I didn't just do that for him. Like I did it for the world. And you know, and Hades was like, I can entertain the possibility that you acted for multiple reasons, which is just like the smallest, like, but I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying. And I think that it could be maybe the most that like when did this book come out like maybe the most explicit that rick wanted to write about it i don't know he could have gone harder i mean well the reason i liked it was because it implies that nico already came out to his dad yeah and or that, that he didn't that need to. god yeah i was or, yeah, that, yeah. or that i said or that he didn't need to um oh i said that at the same time so that it skips to that like point of where his dad is able to just kind of tease him and be like like wow you you really uh fucked some shit up because you had a, a crush on this boy huh <laughs> i love that like that's a it's really so nice sweet. change it's not something you see a lot in this mm-hmm. writing i think over the course of this book rick is really making up for how awful the coming out scene is yeah i agree with that i also think like it it's important to show kind of the reciprocation of that trust like from nico to hades in this scene as well um like hades's attitude towards nico is wonderful and heartwarming and like it only makes it better that nico kind of reciprocates that um because he like engages with his banter but he also says what literally my favorite quote from this whole chapter it's not funny so i'm not using it for the funny but it's um i think it's in nico's like maybe in like chapter 15 um he goes nico found a sort of freedom in knowing that eventually no matter what happened he would end up at the foot of his father's throne yeah 
Oh. <laughs> like that shit got me. Um, also, like, I think there's something to be said. I don't super know what, because I don't know if Rick meant to do this. There's something to be said for the sentence or the two sentences. Katie's eyes glittered as his form began to fade. And perhaps we are alike in some important ways. What does it mean? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so just bringing that up. It was like, Katie's? Yeah. No, interesting. <laughs> like, is Persephone just like a best friend? Like, well, I I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I do too. I do too. I'm, I'm kidding. There's just all all gods are like pansexual, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe you could live that long and like, yeah, be straight. I don't know, <laughs> or like be omnipotent and like they can become anything and be gender. Yeah, they they know no bounds of like like societal constraints or anything. So yeah, I, think I was gonna that, say they don't abide by any of that. Yeah, they're like representative of societal ideals. They don't like they're a, they're perceived gender by mortals, but like a god doesn't really have a gender, you know? No, because they're so like they are representing things, but they're they don't have to exist in the system in which the things that they're representing do. Yeah. Which is like, damn, you're lucky. But, <laughs> but like, it's also like cool when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I also, this is like changing gears dramatically, but it's one other reason that, what was that? It's a change those gears. Thanks, Brayden. I appreciate the support. Um, <laughs> this is just one other reason, like on theme that I find this conversation really interesting is like, not that we're like, like the end of the original series was like, like Percy being like, you need to change all of this stuff about like how, like minor gods are like, you know, like you need to change how you treat your kids and also how you do a lot of whole bunch of other things um, to the gods and like acknowledging their problems. And like, I feel like this um series has like shown a lot of examples of that not happening like we literally just had like calypso back in the series to be like they forgot to set me free you know um like there's just been a lot of like like oop nothing's really changed at all and they're still like like camp half-blood's changed but like they're still shitty like and like the gods are still shitty and they always kind of will be just inherently but like i feel like this was an interesting little throw in of like oh no see they are doing better (laughs) <laughs> whoops you know like like, I, like he's being a better father my bad like we should still be on their side and want to help the gods you know i would disagree though you think i think it's saying that hades has always been a better father oh that's t that is t and we're just reminding us yeah because like nico lived with hades which is Something that even Poseidon, oh, like, overtly was like, but also, no, you can't live with me. Yeah. It, it's very, like, while Nico and Hades don't have, like, the 
best re- or relationship. I though I would argue probably have the best relationship currently that any of them have with their parents. But like they actually do have a relationship, which is way more than can be said about most of the other demigods and their their godly parents. Is like even Poseidon or um, Athena, who are like like their kids at least, are more like pen pals. Yeah, Hades is actually like in Nico's life. Yeah. Good point. And Hazel's. He's also been very uh, communicative with Hazel. I mean, not obviously not at first in her like back OG story, but like throughout this series. And it like seems that he was. Um, very supportive of Bianca too, but Bianca went through the uh yeah. fields and like went for resurrection. So like obviously mm-hmm. she's not sitting at his feet, but <laughs> no, I mean that that's what he like that uh, that's not the language they use overtly, but mm-hmm. or is yeah, it? I, I don't even remember. No, I, 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 I know what you're saying. Um yeah, no, I agree. I, I do think though like I, I do believe that he is like trying even more though to be better because I think that is kind of representative of like the fact that the gods are finally seeing kind of something a lot bigger than them and they're getting a perspective that they haven't necessarily had before of like, oh fuck, this is what it feels like to kind of be uh, bullied and controlled by like deities. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should be nicer to my kids. <laughs> It's almost, I mean, I literally just got off watching everything everywhere all at once, but it feels very reminiscent of that in the like. True. You need to see, like, you need to see something bigger outside yourself sometimes to be able to, like, actualize what's actually in front of you. I agree. Any more thoughts about about the theme or even just other places you want to take us in the? So quick. Um, I think it's cool because, I mean, this is also going to be such like mumbo jumbo, but um, I think it's cool because it's like parallels between like Rick and the books and Hades and Nico are interesting because it's like Rick is technically kind of like the quote unquote father of like this world in a sense and like this like series and such. But we like the readers still kind of get our own say on like what is and is not like quote unquote like their like normal behavior like i've been thinking a lot about like how we kind of flew to the defense of leo and being like it's not him um because like we do kind of have autonomy as readers and i think that kind of just parallels like how miko is still girl bossing gender neutral by himself um and not being kind of completely like i don't know hindered by his father and i think that's kind of like how in a sense they're making peace so yeah i just thought that was cool i wanted to talk about rick as kind of like a paternal figure of the like universe as well 
I love that. I would also like to add, while we're on Rick as the parent of the universe, um, I like that he takes the chance to, one, part, part of what he's doing is filling in Nico's backstory for the people who haven't read the original books because they really tried to make Heroes of Olympus as much of a, like, standalone thing yeah. possible while being a sequel. They Like, they try he tries actively throughout the series to provide that contextual knowledge um so that he does have to do that with nico now that nico has a, his own pov chapter but he also takes the chance to be like yeah you know when i was doing kind of crazy villainous stuff that was a little out of character in uh, the other books yeah i i was just in love <laughs> my bad but he does it in a way that like makes it make sense where he's like yeah like yeah, he was 13 and trying to make the boy he liked who but couldn't admit he had a crush on like him. Um, and they're in the middle of a war. So it sounds pretty logical to me when you contextualize it like that. And yeah. so I, I, I wanted to shout out Rick for that uh, clever framing of that. Wow, so much praise for Rick, these chapters. And it was really good. It's just not not often. More. Yeah. Um, Sass moments? Mine's kind of long, so I can, I can go first. All right. This entire just like ramble from Coach Hedge for some reason struck me as extremely funny. Nico asks, is this Spain? Portugal, Hedge said. You overshot. By the way, Raina speaks Spanish. She does not speak Portuguese. Anyway, when you were asleep, we figured out the city of Zavora. Good news, it's a sleepy little place. Nobody's bothered us. Nobody seems to notice the giant Athena sleeping on top of the Roman temple, which is called the Temple of Diana, in case you were wondering. People here appreciate my street performances. I've made about 16 euros. I don't know. This was just like the most random collection of thoughts. I had to reread it like four times to be like, did I skip a sentence? Like there was no transition between topics. And it just made me laugh. Also, I love the street performance. I was going to say the street performances are so good. (laughs) That that was my moment was I was just like the idea that he He did a street performance. Well, like, what is he performing? Like, Because the description is not just like singing martial arts and interpretive dance. How are they how are they in the same show? It's hilarious. Loved it. Ava? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was debating, but I think I'll go with this one. I, I it might just be funny to me because it's like out of context funny. Or maybe just I'm I don't know. I'm like, I have a weird sense of humor. Um, Over at the altar, the fiery ghost rose. He approached, burning and screaming silently, his eyes conveying some urgent message. (laughs) He approached, burning and screaming silently. That really got me. Felt. Oh. Yeah. That's just a, that was just a relatable moment. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the wolves at all. Eh, whatever, there were wolves, who cares? They were wolves. It was mostly their wolves. They're in the first book. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, big. Wait, 
Um, oh, I said my mine was the same mo- moment. Oh, at. right. So, what are our offerings? Hades. I simply must. Oh, wait, kidding. Okay. Okay. Half for Hades, half for Clarice. Fair. Mm. Me? I'm going to give mine to Nico then. Really single-handedly changed the perspective of an omnipotent being. Like King. He was also like 10 when that happened. So <laughs> that's impressive. Um, I'm giving my offering for Will, not just because he's Nico's boyfriend, but because he was like, yeah, I wish our tree was the, pow- the power I inherited so I could shoot Octavian. <laughs> He was really serving, like, just all the insults at Octavian. And I was like, I'm glad you're the one who gets to do this. Yeah, no, I was here for it. And he he deserves some respect on his name. <laughs> um, That brings us to offerings, uh, or to votes off, I mean. And my vote off is for Octavian. He is Agreed. Do we just vote off even though he's like not even technically in these chapters you know what yeah vote of Octavian yeah it's just like they're talking about him he's doing just so bad that like he deserves he deserves so and with that that is all for this week Join us next week where we'll be discussing and dissecting and disseminating chapters. Oh, wow. 17 through 20 through the theme of self-control and restraint. And no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a Redbubble store and a coffee account and a website www.returntocamp.com I just threw them off so bad because I normally swap those first two. Wow. You did. So proud of myself. Uh, keeping it. I don't know. Bye. (laughs) Bye.